Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Vintage tea, brand new phone, high heels on, cobblestones. When you are young, they assume you know nothing. Sequin smile, black lipstick, sensual politics. When you are young, they assume you know nothing. something i don't remember in the midst of cleaning perfect i put it now i put it down i put it down to continue this so i I got the headphones i can be mobile it's really uh i've only said that to you six times in our pre our pre-pro yeah but uh it's a little uh just no i don't mean right i don't mean that you uh right um you're saying something's going on with hydroxychloroquine all right so, this is what I've been like doing the last two days because I'm I'm like, and this is why I look like the way I look. So I just sit around. And I'm like Charlie and uh, uh, and and it's always funny in Philadelphia trying to put together all the lines and everything. Uh, basically, there's this doctors group, doctors in quotations, that posted this video um, saying that hydroxychloroquine. Uh, 100%, they had 100% um, rate of it treated, of, treat, of treating people and it like curing people. And that the government has been lying to you. Uh, and that Fauci is, you know, it goes into Fauci being a problem and how you don't need to wear masks anymore because it's all about the hydroxychloroquine. So <clears throat> it, was, it was trending. Uh, on Twitter pretty early. And then, you know, like all the usual people who are in your Twitter or Facebook feed who would like this sort of thing, they all start really putting it out there. And then Trump Jr. Po- reposted it. And then, and he's like, everybody needs to see this. And then Trump posted it and like all these people. Um, and basically it was this woman out in front who's from Cameroon. Uh, she lives, she's a, she practices She's a pediatrician in, I think, Houston. And then there's a couple other people in lab coats, and they're all in the uh, steps of, I forget which court, Supreme Court or or, uh, some some government building, having this press conference and uh, announcing, she's like, I've had 350 cases of coronavirus, and I stopped all of them with hydroxychloroquine. And this group is, is, like, all behind that. And the gov- and everyone's lying to you that tells you that this isn't the the cure. So, um, like I said, all these people retweet it, uh, and it comes out and you know, re you know repost it. And within five minutes of research, you you come to find out that this group was organized like ten days ago, right? Um, and that there are a bunch like I don't know all of, like you could probably go through and people were discrediting each of them, but specifically the woman speaking, um, 
she she is also on record as saying that um, that uh, science is trying to make people not religious, and that uh, we're that there's some things with alien DNA that we could solve, and uh, that uh, the thing that was trending was demon. Um, the de you have to try like inject yourself with stuff to stop the demon seed, uh, demon sperm. Um, yeah, all kinds of like, she's a total kook. And, uh, you know, uh, suddenly everybody started trying to back off of it, you know, like, but Facebook banned this video, then Twitter banned the video. And then all those people were like, look, the government doesn't want you to know. They don't want you to know that this is happening. And, um, you know, people, you, you, you see these logical people who are like, so just explain... Is that okay. why Trump Jr.'s account got? Yes, that's so uh, his the Donald Trump Jr.'s Trump Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, Twitter account got put on on uh, in timeout for twelve hours because of this, um, and they said that reason he did not Trump because because he re he didn't just retweet it he like re put it out there with his own stuff Trump just retweeted it so Trump you know Trump's got taken down. Our girl, Caitlin, at CNN today asked Trump the last question today about it. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know uh, anything about this. these people. But there's some, there's some, I, I understand they're very good doctors and they've had a lot of, you know, because what it comes down to is the thing that's so infuriating about it and why I spend so much time with it is it's got nothing, you start to realize it's got nothing to do with whether it works or not. Because if it worked, we'd all want it to work, right? We'd all want, I don't care if he's right about like that guy's not a doctor. He's not doing anything yeah. either way. But it all comes down to trying to prove Trump right. And it turns out that the people that put out the video were it's something to do with Breitbart, and uh, so it just gets debunked right after he said after five minutes of research. And then and then they give him people who are like logical. We're like, listen, do you really think that like all the other doctors and in, in the accredited doctors of the world got together and said? Hey, we know that this works, but we need to bankrupt the United States so that Donald Trump won't be president again. So let's all put everything we've ever worked for in our lives on the line and, you know, uh, possibly get discredited or disbar, whatever it is, as doctors, because it's so important that he doesn't become president again by uh, saying that hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. Um, and when you think about how ridiculous that is, it's like, yeah, but you know, you still get the people who are doubling and tripling down on it. <clears throat> but yeah, that was the big thing I spent my time with today. So our, our that girl, Caitlin, the one who's on CNN, who always pisses Trump off. She had the last question in his uh, meeting today and he was asking her about it. She was asking him about it. And he was like, you know, he's like, he was like, look, I think it works and it helped me. And this is what I did. And da, 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 da. And then she followed up. She's like, "What's that?" He's still claiming that he took it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he, and I actually, the way he talks about it, I kind of almost believe that he did. So it took for two weeks. It didn't do anything good. Didn't do anything bad. So I think people should just take it to make sure. And you know, I take it. The reason I pay so much attention to it is because I have to take it twice a day. Hydroxychloroquine. And before I got diagnosed with somebody, I had to use it. Uh, there was a shortage of it. I haven't run into that problem. But I'm curious because if you're taking a medicine and all these people are fighting about it, you're going to you're gonna pay a lot of attention to it. 
Um, but in the end, she asked her question and she followed up with giving like some thoughts about some other facts about what this, this woman had said in the past about the demon seed and UFO DNA. And he stormed off as he does. Uh, so it was good. OAN? No OAN. No, because he wasn't taking too many questions today. And he was still being calm Trump, which is, you know, which is nice, you know. I just can't wait for these debates. Really? I, 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 I don't think we're going to have debates. Yeah, we are. Why wouldn't we have debates? Okay, I don't know. Because, why, like, how is he going to stand on his record for anything? This is a guy, he can't, he can't, like, so he spends, whatever, say this press conference is 30 minutes. He spends the first 20 talking off a teleprompter and everything sounds boom, 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 fact, fact, you know, like it's, whether it's a lie or whether it's whatever, it's like, he, it makes sense. And then the minute he has to inter- interact with people, it just hard, goes horribly off the rails. And so you have your perfect out to not have to do it with this people not having to be faced. What, are they going to Zoom, Zoom debate? You know? So. Yeah, it's going to be it. Uh, no, they won't have a Zoom debate. They'll just be standing like 12 feet apart. I mean, I don't even know if I hope you're right. I I don't know. I just want it all over with so bad. It's a nightmare. We got like a min- minimized show today. Um, what uh, Do you have any notes? Uh, that was one. Let's see. I started watching I May Destroy You on your recommendation on this podcast. I got to say, it's awesome. Yeah, it's good. I haven't seen it. It's a really good show. Stuff, I haven't either. I'm not caught up. I'm only like four in. But that's a great show. Um, did you see what went down at the um, in, in, in the Hamptons this weekend? Uh, with the uh, chokers? Or the the chain, chain smokers? Yeah, I heard Howard talking about it. Oh, man, this is great. Uh, <clears throat> if you haven't seen the pictures or the little video from it. People are definitely all crowded together to see the chain smokers. It's just the perfect. It was supposed to be a drive-through. It was, and apparently, like all the rules are stated very clearly, but those people weren't going to be denied their chance to like stand next to each other during a chain smokers time. And it's just like one of those things where it's the perfect. Uh, I'll use, I'll say, band, but the perfect artist to define the idiocy of what's going on. You know, it's like when Vanilla Ice was going to have his Austin concert. It was like, of course, all you morons are going to come out to see Vanilla Ice. And it's like, of course, the chain smokers, something like the chain smokers would be in the middle of something like this because it's such an easy thing for everybody to hate on. So uh, there is that. Um, and then I was I was hoping we were going to talk about this, but, we're, but uh, Comic-Con was this weekend and I wanted to give my brief run through of everything I I saw at Comic-Con, virtual Comic-Con. Nice. Um, so. Yeah, I didn't get to watch any of this. Yep. Um, I guess like, you know, there's a lot of film, like a lot of writing, a lot of independent filmmaking, um, directing panels, that kind of stuff. I'll spare everybody. It's, you know, mostly when you have nine people in 45 minutes, it's like, 
how did you get your start? And then everybody goes through it and you're like, well, we've got time for one more question because it's going to take that long to go around nine people, you know? Um, some of the ones I did that were like panels that were more, more I guess, entertaining. Uh, Truth Seekers, which is a new Amazon show with Simon Pegg. And, yeah, I saw the trailer for it. Yeah. So um, that's good. Upload. I didn't see that. Have you watched the show Upload on Amazon? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, you did? Did you like it? Okay. It was for those I, of us who don't have a visual. Yeah. So not really. Um, it's like I don't really like the main actor. I think oh, he, all right. He's not a good actor. I mean, he's, he's like fine in like romantic comedies or some shit like that or whatever. I think he was in the Duff and like stuff like that. Uh, but I don't know him leading. His own show is a little tough. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. I just, this kind of made me want to see it a little bit. Um, there was an interview with... Uh, Robbie Amell, I think his name is. Okay. Uh, with Robert Rodriguez, uh, Colin Trevorrow, and Kaczynski, the guy that's doing the new Top Gun movie. Uh, and those three guys just talking about directing, which is pretty awesome. I would highly suggest that one. Uh, just smart guys talking about um and they asked one question i thought was super interesting and it kind of came out maybe you read about this uh, i asked them each like what was the one project that they wished that got away that they like really resent like or really miss and kaczynski was saying that um he had the script for ford versus ferrari uh with brad pitt and tom cruise the star in the two roles and uh they just could not get it done in time and then lost it, and then they had the current iteration. Um, I watched a Snake Eyes Comic Con, like this guy who's drawing a whole Snake Eyes comic book. I lasted about five minutes. I mean, some of these, you know, you're like, dude, I love Snake Eyes. And you're like, yeah, I don't love him as much as this guy. I got to get out of here. Um, the new Mutants movie. I want to see that. Yeah. So they actually were... They had a good sense of humor about everything because it was like it's been four years since they yeah. made this fucking. Movie. It keeps getting um, pushed. It get, what's been through like so many reshoots and like, just it's, it's. I'm sure it's a mess. If it was good, like it would already been out, but it's. Yeah, um, supposed to come out two summers ago, and they made it like yeah. four years ago. Right. Um, the science of Back to the Future. That's another thing where I was like, oh, cool. But it's way too, like, it, yeah, there's, it's, that's tough. Um, the boys on Amazon. I love the boys. They, they showed a preview, a, a scene of, like, next next season, and it's really, really good, the scene. Um, we had a, a screening of the boys, uh, like, the Paley Fest, before everything got shut down to go see the screening and the cast and everything. And then all of a sudden, like everything got shut down and they told us that we couldn't come. Okay. Um, about September 2nd, I think. All right. Uh, Uh, what is utopia? I don't think they wanted to release it when umbrella Academy came out because they're kind of the same superhero type things. Uh, okay. Umbrella Academy comes out this Friday. 
starts this Friday. Um, what's that? Have you seen Umbrella Academy? No. Should I? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Did you ever watch Lock and Key? Um, no. I thought that was really good. Um, but anyway. Um, I, then I did the Utopia one. That's right. That's with, uh, starring somebody big. Euphoria or Utopia? Utopia. It's got like, um, what's his name from The Office? Um, Ed Helms? No, um, Dwight. <laughs> no, Dwight. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Um, but he's not the star. John Cusack, the star of it. That's right. So I was just kind of curious to see what that, you know. Um, and there's a voiceover panel. Dude, Friday, instead, like this interview with Charlize Theron about the art of being a badass, which is pretty cool. Um, and she talked a lot about the Mad Max shit and how she, like. Which I just rewatched yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We. Uh, yeah. I watched the black and chrome version. It was awesome. I, I just rewatched it because I was like, it was three ninety nine to watch, and then like ten bucks to buy. I bought it. It's like really the, all the the colors, even though it's not in color, is just amazing. Like all the blacks and I don't know, it, it looks great. I, I can't imagine because I think one of the things I love the most about it is like some of the bright colors. So I'm curious. That's why I'd like to see it. Um, there's some cosplay shit, Mandalorian gadgets, but that one was really tough. Uh, Lucas publishing, uh, female Hollywood execs, location scouting, psychology of Star Wars versus Star Trek. That's basically they have these two doctors argue about like the first question was Klingons versus Mandalorians. And, like, they just had to argue, like, who is better? And I'm like, I just can't. I mean, I'm a dork, but this is tough. Um, there's financing films, The Simpsons. Bless the Hearts was a pretty good one. They gave, every, like, they gave everybody an art set to paint their character. And Bless the Hearts is like this um, Lord Miller cartoon coming out with like Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. Let's just say Maya Rudolph can hold your attention for 45 minutes. And that's great. I love that. Uh, then I did the Constantine one, which was good. Benicio Del Toro and Scott Cooper. He's another guy that's tough to listen to for a long period of time. What is it? Keanu Reeves was in there. He was there for Constantine, but the Del Toro and Scott Cooper thing is there. They got that new movie, that Antlers movie coming uh, up. So that's what that was for. Um, Family Guy, which is pretty interesting. Then I did the Bill and Ted one. This is where I want to start getting into like what I wanted to talk about. Before I do the Bill Ted, we I did What Lives in the Shadows. That was good. Uh, the TV show it was fine. But and the last was this Kevin Smith. Um, his where movie, he that trailer is one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. What his movie? Seen his movie trailer? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Like you, you go. You don't even know what the movie's about. It's like a complete mess. Uh, well, I, I'll tell you what's worse is watching him speak now because I, I really loved the time. I remember like renting. 
What's that? Before his heart attack? Yeah. So I remember when he first started, he made Clerks and was making, like, he made Chasing Amy and he was in Mallrats. And he was doing those those uh, college appearances, right, where he's going on tour and having this speech. And, like, I, I think yeah. it didn't even you that showed me it the first time of him what going. Him in uh, Wilmington. It was just so good. He was so good. And he'd tell, like, he was, like, he was, like, the first guy to come out and do all this shit and talk all this shit about Hollywood, right? And about, like, you know, like the Nicolas Cage Superman movie. Like, just kind of no, doesn't give a shit, like, tell you what's going on. Uh, he is completely a different person now. Uh, his His hour... It's basically an hour of him hawking like Jay and Silent Bob stuff, and it was like brutal because he plays this personality up, like really like, hey, <laughs> you know, he's like uh, a character, and he's it's like, hey, you can buy the movie burgers if you come to this place, and you can, uh, I we just got our our hands on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It was like the greatest thing that ever happened, and you could go take a Jay and Silent Bob tour and. We're also selling this, and you can check out this podcast. This one's free, but we also do this podcast. This and this is over an hour of him just selling it, and like, be like, like it's as if he did like a mountain of cocaine, and then just tried to sell things. Like he was crazy Eddie. And then I watched the Bill and Ted's, which he was the host of. And I don't know. He all he did was sit there and just kiss the you know whatever. That's what you want. You don't want someone's gonna be like, hey, you guys make shitty movies. Yeah. But it was just like coming off of that, I was really bummed. Uh, but the thing that really threw him off, he was like so into it. And then he introduced the two girls playing the daughters. And the one, the first girl says, uh, "I am um, just so you know, I I I don't go by pronouns. My pronouns are they and them. Just you know, ahead of time." Yeah, one of the girls, is, yeah. We almost had we almost had her on. Uh, I forgot what her name is, but she was on Deputy. When I did the Wait, pilot. the same person that's in the in the movie? Yeah. Ellis, no, uh, what, what's, what's their name? Um, I'll figure right. it out. Because uh, the other one, the thing that's interesting, the other one that, that plays the other girl, she is Hugo Weaving's niece. And Hugo Weaving, of course, is uh, from The Matrix, Mr. Anderson. Bridget Lundy Payne? Yes, Payne. Uh, so yeah, it, it really threw Kevin Smith for a loop. He was like, so anyway, "All so, right, I dig so, it." So that girl was hired. I mean, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say shit like this, but she was hired to be like the main one of the main characters, and then they did a read through, like of the pilot, and they changed her. I think it happens a bunch, but they changed her. They basically told her they were, they were recasting, and they recasted it. Wow. I'm looking at this. Uh, this Bill and Ted face the music, and the runtime of Bill and Ted is seventy-eight minutes. The original or this one? This new one. Oh, it's not even a movie. It's I'm not going to complain about that. Um, but anyway, so uh, so that's it. That was my, and then the last day was basically all anything uh, come out of the Bill and Ted that we. Would be interested. Uh, they did the, just the trailer. I, I, like I said, the, the 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 niece of Hugo Weaving is one of the daughters, and he, Hugo Weaving was the 
the, all the bad guys in the Matrix. Yeah, that girl who plays his daughter was on that Ready or Not that made my top ten. Oh, uh, the year last year. Well, that one that really made an impression because I don't even know what you're talking about. HBO Max, you should watch it. It's good. Okay. It's called uh, Ready or Not. It's funny. I've got so many. It made my top ten of the year. Number ten. Okay. Um, so, what was I going to say? That's, those are my notes about Comic-Con. And uh, is that all my notes? I think that's it. Um, but she is a pretty good actress, uh, Sarah Weaving. I like her. Um, okay. Anyway, so. Neither of them had ever seen Bill and Ted before. They didn't even, they'd never even heard of it. Who has The two girls. The two, the two daughters had never seen it or heard of it, basically. Really? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, so, I have, like, a couple notes. Um, have, did you hear about this, like, putt-putt in, uh, in uh, St. Louis? That all these parents, which I'm still trying to find information online on why these parents did this but a shit ton of parents got together and just dropped their kids off at this like putt putt gaming place and there were like 400 kids and no parents um there this was on sunday and uh all of a sudden like the kids just started tearing up the place and there was like there was a whole basically riot where they just started, like, breaking all this shit and, uh, like, smashing things. Hmm. And uh, I was like, how, how does that even happen? Like, parents just drop 400 kids off at a freaking thing? Um, but anyway. Um, so I finished watching The Great. It was good. The, fi- the was it? final episode's really good. Okay. Uh, and then uh, I'm watching Hannah, which is really good, too. Um, I recommend that. And then was there anything else? Uh, oh, I told you I got this vintage board game. Yeah. Pretty cool box. Miami Vice. <laughs> it doesn't seem like... It could be that fun, but we we're gonna try. Um, oh, should we, maybe we should try that next week. It's play play over Zoom. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> move me nine space. This is terrible. I have to move all your pieces. Well, you know, you should just give it like two or three. Uh, I guess. Okay, whatever. All right, so uh, I guess we could start our topics. Uh, we don't really have too many. With Oscar not, or Emmy nominations came out. And then we just wanted to talk about some sports stuff. Uh, talking about how the Patriots are tanking for Trevor Lawrence. All right, so let's start with sports then. Let's go there. Okay. You're, you're on it. So every all these like star defensive players on the Patriots opted not to play this year. Yeah. They had underlining health issues, but like they've decided and there was like a a thing on uh, 
I think first take where they were like, do you think if Tom Brady was there that these guys would be opting out? And uh, a couple people have said no. They say that uh, they think this is a down year for the Patriots. So they might as well take it down. I don't know. I, I mean, if you're asking a lot to give up a year in an NFL career, you know, NFL careers are so short. Um, yeah, it was Bolden, Chung, uh, and who was the who was the main guy um, that opted out? Uh, hold on, Hightower. Yeah, Dante Hightower. Which I want that guy on my team. Let's go. Um, yeah, Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, Brandon Bolden. Um, those are the main names. And then there's a couple other guys. Um, yeah, looks like the Bills are a good bet to win. We should bet put our money on the Bills. I'm not putting my money on this season happening. That's what I would think is the bigger thing. Dude, it's happening. It's too How? much for it not to happen. Dude, baseball has been playing. There's three games, and there's already a full team that can't play. Yeah, from Florida. Shocking. Well, there's a couple football teams in the. There's a couple NFL teams in Florida. It's. Well, there's only one team that's got it, so they, I guess they cleared the Phillies, but they're still, like, taking a couple games off just for precautions. So this is what I want to get into, right? All right, so, look, the NBA obviously is doing it the best and doing it right, and everyone's like, yay for the NBA. But with the NBA, you've only got 12 players. Yeah, there's only, like, 15 players a team. So, plus coaches and doctors, you're looking at a – probably around 25 people complete total per team with only 22 teams. So, you know, it's easier. The, to do it. Yeah. The NFL, once you cut down to your, your roster, you got 52 players, right. Plus an unlimited amount of coaches and doctors. So you're looking at basically probably around a hundred people per team with 32 teams, 10 more teams and three times the players or four times the players um, are the people. So I, I just don't see how you do it. I I'm curious though, because, you know, Sunday was a big day for premier league soccer. This past Sunday it was the last day, you know, like it was awesome. A whole lot of shit happened. I had three channels going at the same time. It was like the first time I was like, like, holy shit, all this means something. All the sports, like, matters. Um, and so I was flipping through all the channels, and uh, I don't know how they did it, but they happened to get their season ended without any real major problems. And I'm curious, like, why? Like, I don't know why that is, but I'm, I want to know why. I want to know how they did it and why we're not talking more about that because it went pretty uninterrupted, mm. you know? Um and it, it was it was good. It was compelling, you know? Yeah, I was just – I was going to talk to you. I was just watching uh, the NBA preseason. I think you talked about it um, or whatever it is, the scrimmages. And yeah. they have those screens all the way around the <laughs> – it's so weird to look at. It's just like – it's all like fake crowd. Like it looks like a video game. Right. Uh, it's going to be uh, – it's gonna be awesome though. I can't wait. <laughs> I know. I think the I think the basketball works though. So far, I, I think it looks okay. It's not. I don't find it distracting. I, I like. Um, 
I think stylistically it looks pretty good. You know, it feels intimate. It feels like, you know, it doesn't, I don't feel like you're missing the crowd. I, I don't know. I got to see it when it's a game. Uh, but because it's got that summer league feel, but um, I, I like the way they're doing the NBA. And again, they've only got to do a certain amount of games and then the playoffs. It's not like they have their full season. Uh, but I think, I, I don't know. Do you think baseball can, you think that this is just a hiccup or do you think baseball is in trouble? No, it's just a hiccup. They're yeah, just, I think baseball's in trouble. Florida's just going to, like, cancel games. Dude, they all knew they had it and played anyway. That's a problem. They all had, like, a text message that said, let's play anyway. Um, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it was, it was within their rights to do so. Because they said, like, you know, I don't know. Um I just think, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't trust what's going on in baseball. I think that they're in trouble, but um, I think the NFL is in big trouble because they're going to look at this and they're just waiting to see how everybody handles everything before they make any decisions. You know who's living his best life though? Who? Pat Mahomes. Cause <laughs> yeah. He bought, he bought, he's a, an owner in the Kansas city Royals now. Yeah. And, and he like owns a, a, like a sh- really expensive car, like a Ferrari that's probably worth like four hundred thousand dollars. I gotta look that up. Um, it's probably more, but uh, his car is ridiculous. Um, he's ready to go, except for his doctor. Uh, one of his linemen like uh, opted out. He's- oh right, because he's a doctor, but yeah, you know. You talk about this is why he was smart to sign his deal before this shit all happened. Because now, if something happens the NFL season, what happens to everybody's contracts? What happens to like, you know, the TV money is going to the amount of money that the teams are going to have to pay players is going to be less next year than it is now. So he was smart to get his shit done. Um, and you know. Seeing as how I root for the team I root for and our quarterback's not signed, it's going to be a huge headache for the rest of the year. Uh, you know who else is living their best life right now? Who's that? Lou, Lou Williams. <laughs> Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Uh, so, you know, you had texted me this, but I was already well on the trail of celebrities standing up for Lou Williams for going to the strip club when he was uh, out of the bubble. Well, Kendrick needed- Perkins. You saw Kendrick Perkins, like, talk shit, and he... Lou Williams like texted him back or on social media and was like, was like, dude, this is the only thing in my entire 15 year career that you have against me for doing anything wrong. And all I did was go get wings. Yeah. Um, And then he said, don't, don't. And next time you see me, don't tell me it's just for TV. And then all these people were like, yes, that's what he does. And so kind of called him out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. People don't seem to like Kendrick Perkins very much. The players don't seem to like him very much. But Lou Williams, uh, the Magic City Wing. Because um, I did some research. I looked at the menu and everything. They've got like 12 different flavors. I did so much research after a discussion that I went and got wings last night. And I felt like awful all day from it. Yeah, because you went to Wingstop. Well, it's like. Why don't you go to your wing place that's like that you like the wing over that that the German place? 
Oh, I don't even know if they're open. Like, I don't know. I because I could get. I you could have found. You could have found a better wing place. That's all I'm saying. Your, I, I your number one go-to wing place should not be Wingstop. I know, but do you did so much research on this other place, and then you basically type in wing near me, and it says Wingstop, and you go, okay, I'm in. But I could get like so many for cheap there. Yeah, you know I mean, they're terrible. <laughs> they're like boiled. Yeah, they were. They weren't the best. Um, it's like getting uh, wings at fucking Domino's. You know, they're just so nasty. That was my backup, to be honest. <laughs> you know, like restaurants are open. You can just go to a place that you think has good wings and just pick them up. Yeah, but like, I don't want. I didn't want just like eight. I didn't want just six. I wanted a meal. I'm sure you can make it a meal. You know what it would, you know, like if you go to a restaurant for wings and like fries and like any other shit that you're going to get, they're going to charge you, you know, out the ass for all the fees you're going to have to pay for all that stuff. Wing stops like, hey, dude, do you want 20? 15 bucks. There you go. And you're paying for it. I, I, I didn't sleep well. I like, oh my God. What was that place, California Wing Cafe, that was on Coenga? Yeah. We used to go to all the time. That place was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Do you have a favorite wing place of all time? Uh, I guess Big Wangs before they changed their wings. Yeah, Big Wangs was really good. Um, yeah. We had a place where I grew up called Clucky. Uh, Clucky was really good. They're a little sweeter, but they were really, really good. It's kind of where I got, you know, and they'd stay open to like, three or four in the morning. So everybody went there to eat like clucker spuds with cheese. And um, that was the, those were really good ones. What were the ones in college? Was there a place that we used to, we used to go someplace that I, I think I remember stuff from college. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, anyway, so that was, um, so just doing a, we'll just circle there back around. that are like friends with us on Facebook that I probably like know and hung out with like years and couldn't tell you who they were. I have that. I have that. Even by like their name and their face. Yeah. Still don't know. I know. And they're like, they they have all the mutual friends that we do, you know? Right. So we all hung out together and nothing. I got nothing. I got, I got a lot of that too. Um, I start thinking like, if I ever, I'm, you know, you start thinking, I'm sure that there's other people that we're friends with that think that about us. They're like, how do I even know that person? Yeah. Um, but I, I haven't actively sought out anybody from my past that I hadn't had an interaction with since I probably first signed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that, that would, I mean, yeah, that I, so anyway. Uh, all right. So let's, let's circle back around and we'll, we'll get off of sports. Baseball, you think that they're okay despite this recent hiccup? I mean, I think they've it's they've spent too much money and have already committed themselves. They're going to keep going until like a bunch of teams have it. But one team, they're not shutting down. They're just basically telling this one team you're fucked. So, so what's going to happen to the team? They're going to try to postpone or play the games at a later date, and if they can't, they just get a, a loss. They forfeit the game. Okay. Uh, 
NBA. We're all very excited. I'm starting to get excited, even though I wasn't last week when you reached out. Um, Thursday's opening day. Do you have any predictions? Uh, I think the Clippers-Lakers uh, game is going to be all pretty good. Uh, I think Clippers might win that game. Um, and then who's the first game? Zion. Yeah. It's uh, Pelicans and the Jazz. Yeah, that's right. Now Zion's playing. So right. it'll be, uh, I don't know, it'll be interesting. They never um, said They never said what he went home for, right? Family emergency. That's yeah. what seems, yeah. But so your your predictions are just about this first week. You don't have any predictions about who you think is going to win everything. Oh, is there anybody anybody from the East other than Milwaukee? Um, I don't know. Toronto's pretty decent, but no, I think Milwaukee is going to be tough. And is it Lakers or Clippers? Or do you have anybody else? No, one of those teams. Okay. All right, uh, and then football. You're, you say everything's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. <laughs> it's so it's not going to be weird fine. seeing all these like brand new stadiums that, well, like two the two brand new stadiums that are opening up this year. Like it's going to open up to no fans. It's going to be so. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I I would imagine that LA is probably pretty happy about it. Not happy. No one's happy about it. Uh, but I imagine that's going to wind up helping them in the long run because they were having trouble selling both of their teams. And the minute this shit goes on sale for real, everyone's going to want to go to it just because they're going to want to go do something. Whereas poor Vegas sold out so fast that they just packed up and left because they're like, there's nothing left to sell. Everything's done. Well, I think Vegas is going to be allowing people in. I thought they said no. I think they... I'll have to check that out, but I think they're going to be like 20,000 or they're going to be limited, but I think people are going to show up. Vegas is open. <laughs> Vegas is trucking along. I know. So there's a big thing because Vegas casinos are open, but their churches weren't allowed, the Supreme Court just said, uh, which is a big problem for a lot of people, understandably so. Uh, but would I, I have a friend I have some friends because I have some friends who live there who want to go to Vegas and, and hang out and they're like dude we should totally go and I'm like I don't know I don't think that sounds like a very good idea yeah I mean if there's anybody that's irresponsible with I would love taking to chances in the who wouldn't want to, well you always say you'd love to go but you'll never go I offer you a chance to go like three or four times a year and you have always like nah I can't now now every time I go to Vegas now all I do is sit in the casino for hours well yeah because vegas has changed vegas is so different from what it was you know i just um, play poker it's like i might as well just play it here um it's true because you're yeah, yeah. um and poker, even yeah speaking of poker uh, yeah we should set that game up for this weekend yeah that'd be good i'm gonna send a text message when we're done with this and then everybody will everyone will ignore it again uh all right my landlord uh, <laughs> so alright so the Emmy nominations came out well, alright yeah um, a lot of disappointments on here I'm just gonna lie I'm just not gonna lie okay we go through them but the fact that Bob Odenkirk or 
the girl that plays his wife. Rhea Seahorn. Yeah, Rhea Seahorn. Like, that weren't even nominated is a trap. I'm 100% with you. That's the worst thing that they did. Every Her year, not being nominated not, is the worst. Every year he's not nominated. I'm like, how does he not win? And now he's not even nominated. And we'll talk about who got his place. Um, all right, so normally we, we're not going to do all of them, but we'll do the main ones. Um, so best drama series came out. Better Call Saul, which I was watching The Firm, by the way. And, yeah. I, feel, and I feel like The Firm character is very much like Saul's character in the show. Tom Cruise? Yeah, because he gets all involved with the mob and then ends up like becoming the mob's lawyer. Um, or helping the mob out at the end, you know, like, and he gets like all involved with them. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I'm trying to remember what that character. The Firm was like the first book that I like. I remember in high school reading The Firm, and we yeah, all read The Firm. The FBI are holding him, like threatening him, and the firm's threatening him, and he's like, "Oh well, well I'm just going to go straight to my client." And he basically tells the client that that the firm is stealing money from them, and that he'll represent them if he, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. He kind of becomes his own guy. I don't know. I feel like it's a little. There's hints of it. Hints. Gotcha. So Better Call Saul, nominated, but no one else is nominated from it. Just the show. The Crown, right. uh, which okay. is whatever. Handmaid's Tale, didn't even know that was still on the air. Killing Eve, love Killing Eve. The Mandalorian. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, Not a great show. No. It's fun to watch, but should that be a best drama series? There's so many things. Um, so many better things. Like Better Things wasn't even nominated. Ozark. That's a comedy. Uh, Stranger Things and Succession. Those are the drama category. So Mandalorian, Disney Plus gets a nomination. Yeah, that, that, that seems like they might have bought that one because that, I don't know how you could really nominate. I mean, like you said, I agree. It's a fun show. Glad I enjoyed watching it. I don't think it's, you know, there's a lot of problems with it. Have you seen all of Ozark? I, I haven't seen. I, have. anything, I haven't seen anything past the first season. Oh, you're is gonna it, have some opinions. Is it any good? Yeah, of course. Good? It's yes. You should w- w- listen. There's a lot, to, especially this last season. There's a lot of debatable decisions uh, and stuff. And some people loved it. Some people hate it. You're going to have to get that, that cleared, that that uh, Metallica song, if you're going to keep playing it. Um, but a lot of people hate hated what they did this season, and a lot of people liked it. So I'm curious what your, your thoughts are. I think it's going to drive you nuts. Um, but, yes, uh, it's definitely it's stressful. Okay. It's a stressful fucking show. Um, all right. So best, let's go to, let's just, we'll stay in the drama category and we'll go to best actor in a drama. Okay. We'll do it this way instead of doing that. So best actor, Jason Bateman, Ozarks. This is us. Is that still on the air? Yeah. Didn't even know Sterling K. Brown, this is us is still on. 
that showed like fell from grace, man. It was like, I don't know. I didn't, I don't like it. Morning show. Steve Carell got Bob Odeker's spot. Yeah. So this is, let me explain. Cause I, I got, I've been pushing on the morning show. I, 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 like I said, I've been pushing it a lot lately cause I watched it and I really, really, really enjoyed it. I, I did it. That was really good. But Steve Carell is only in like three episodes or four episodes. He's definitely not main. I mean, his character is a mean, like they talk about him a lot. He's not in it a whole lot. I was shocked that he got a best lead actor nomination for this. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cox, Billy Porter for Pose, Jeremy Strong for Succession. So two people from Succession, Morning Show, This Is Us. And Bob Odekert didn't get Sterling K. Brown or Steve Carell's spot. Um, I kind of understand the other four. Um, you, you know my thoughts on succession. I think it should win all everything, but dude, I've shut down my fucking uh mail and it's still dinging. Um all right, so best actress in a drama series. Jennifer Aniston, morning show. They just want her there. Olivia. No, she's good. No, no, that's they don't just want her there. I mean they do, but she's really good. She's like really good in that show. I'm sorry. She is like she is fierce in that show. I, I agree with her nomination. I'm just going to stand by that one. Okay, Olivia Coleman, The Crown. Jodie Comer and Sandra Oh for Killing Eve. Uh, Laura Linney, Ozark, and Euphoria Zendaya. So I'm so psyched Zendaya got that because she's so good in that show. She's like really carries that show. Yeah. Supposedly this next season is just all fucked up. Oh, because the first one wasn't. No, but I mean, like, double. I think the guy... The guy in Euphoria is in Kissing Booth. He's the Kissing Booth, yeah. Okay. I was watching that the other day. And I was like, huh, that's the dude. Um, all right. Is this where... Um, uh, what's that show? Um, the, the one that's on Hulu, the half-hour drama... Uh, normal, normal people. Would that be a drama? Um, that's a limited series, I think. Okay, let's see. Well, we'll see where it's not because they did get some nominations. Okay, keep going. All right, so we're gonna go to actress. We're gonna go to comedy now. I'm gonna bounce back up. You gotta do supporting. Is there supporting and drama? Oh yeah, that's where the supporting, supporting happens for, for all of it. Oh here, supporting actor for in drama. We got. Gian Saro Esposito for Better Call Saul. Um, Bradley Whitford. Giancarlo Esposito. Okay. Yeah. It's Gus. Yeah, Gus. Uh, Bradley, Bradley Whitford, Handmaid's Tale, which I have a newfound appreciation for him since uh, I watched West Wing. Uh, Billy Crudup, Morning Show. Mark He's no longer Whitford. just the guy that's trying to foil Billy Madison to you? <laughs> that's true. He was. Uh, Mark Duplass, Morning Show, Succession, Nicholas Braun, Kieran Coughlin, and Matthew McFadden. All three of those guys nominated. Jeffrey Wright, Westworld. So that's a good to me. That's a good category because again, those those guys on the Morning Show may are the best character. Well, I don't watch any of those shows. Well, unfortunately, I watched them all. And uh, you watch and yeah, Westworld? And, uh, what? You watch Westworld? 
I did. I oh. can't tell you what happened because I, oh. I really couldn't tell you. I wasn't. <laughs> it was, it was, um, I liked where they went. I liked that, you know, they got out of the park this season. And it's like they're living in the future world. And I think they did the future world pretty cool. But it was like everything was like quadruple cross. Everybody was like quadruple crossing everybody. So it's hard to tell who was doing what to whatever. And everybody could project their image in other places. So you never knew if you're really talking to somebody and then they'd shoot them and be like, ha ha. <laughs> it wasn't really me. Um, but uh, I liked it. Um, and he's really good, but he's my least of those because all those succession guys are awesome. And, bo- and But Billy Crudup's fucking really good in the morning show. I have like recency bias because I just finished it, but he, a lot of people complained because he like, they felt like he was in his own TV show and because he was just so different from everybody else. But in the end, that's what kind of made his character so compelling. You never really knew, is this guy a good guy or a bad guy? I can't figure it out. And I like that. So. Yeah, I still have to watch that. Um, Apple Plus. Um all right, so Best Supporting Actress, Drama, Laura Dern, Meryl Streep for Big Little Lies. Uh, we got Helen Bonham Carter for The Crown. Samira Wiley, Handmaid's Tale. Fiona Shaw, Killing Eve. Julia Garner, Ozark. She's awesome. Sarah Snook, Succession. And Dandy Newton awesome. for uh, Westworld. Um. I love Fanny Newton, but she's, I don't know. It's definitely going to be Meryl Streep or Julia Garner, right? I don't know. The girl, Sarah Snook, is like one of the most compelling characters in Succession. So we'll see. Like, it kind of seems like with this many um, nominees for nominations for Succession, like it's one of those that they're going to like elevate into like super status, you know? Uh, anyway, we'll see. Um, I'm uh, trying to think of, you know, it's so funny because all of my complaints about shows, I can't even tell if it was from this year or last year. And like, if it's a limited series or if it's a TV show, you know, so we'll keep going. Uh, best comedy series, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Dead to me should not even be on this fucking. I, that's the biggest travesty of everything, right? Yeah, I like the actors. Um, did you watch it? Do you watch the show? I watched the first season, and then this season I watched one episode, and I was out. Okay, so did you see the very end of the first episode when the guy when they open the door and the guy? He, he's a twin. Yeah. Yeah. I was. That's, gonna... why, that's why. That's why I turned it off. I, that was the beginning of the second episode, and I immediately turned it off. Oh, maybe I did. Maybe I did the second episode. Okay, yeah. As soon as that guy, where um, Linda Cardellini, like came around, like, oh, that's his twin. I was like, I'm out. Yeah. Off. Brutal. So dumb. And they just renewed that for another season. Great. Well, I mean, they're getting Emmy awards. Why not? So dumb. That's just not good. Good Place, love the Good Place. Insecure, um, Kaminsky Method, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Shit's Creek, and What We Do in the Shadows got nominated. Really funny season this year. 
So are you pissed about Better Things not getting nominated there? Uh, Better Things should be nominated. It's like one of the best shows on TV. Right. I mean, I don't understand why none of it's nominated, but who the fuck knows what any of this... I know. ...gets nominated for what? Dead to Me should not be on here. No. Um, when someone's like, eh, it's okay, that doesn't warrant a... Uh, fucking nomination all right so best actor in a comedy series anthony anderson blackish didn't know that show was still on tv they've done they've done college-ish they got they got like three spinoffs didn't realize the main one was still going don Cheadle, black monday tried to watch that i can't it's it's not good ted Danson, good place Michael Douglas, Kaminsky Method, Eugene Levy, Schitt's Creek, Rami Youssef, Rami, which I heard is pretty good. I haven't seen it, though. Yeah, I don't watch any of those. So, there you go. You should watch The Good Place. You'll enjoy it. All right. So got best, a lot I'm supposed to watch. Best Actress. Two Dead to Me's. Christina Applegate, Linda Cardellini. Unbelievable. Rachel Brosnahan, Mrs. Maisel. She's the best. Yeah. Catherine O'Hara, Schitt's Creek, Issa Rae, Insecure, Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish. Didn't know Blackish was still in there. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I just lost my the page. So, yeah, the fact that we have double nominees for dead to me. I don't know who's voting this shit, but they should have their cards taken away. <laughs> Obviously don't know what comedy is. How about that? Alright, best actor in a comedy series. Andre Brower, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That thing's like on its like 10th season or some shit. Time for that yeah. thing. Away. William Jackson Harper. Good place. Uh, Alan Arkin, Kaminsky Method. Sterling K. Brown. Got nominated again for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Tony Chaloub, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mahershala Ali, Rami. Keenan Thompson, Sarah Live. Daniel Levy, uh, Shit's Creek. Um, Sterling K. Brown, double nominee. Yeah, two episodes or whatever of Mrs. Maisel, but get the best. Yeah. Tony Chaloub's in half the show. I love it. The bad half. <laughs> All right, Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. We have Betty Glipton. Glippin? For Glow, which is like the best show. I, it kills me that I only get to like, that's the only nomination they ever seem to get. Second season was okay. All right. Diarce Cardin, she's great in The Good Place. She might win. Uh, Yvonne Orgy, uh, Insecure. Then we got Alex Borstein, Marion Hinkle from Mrs. Maisel. Kate McKinnon and Cecily Strong from Sound Live. Cecily Strong, when I think of comedy, that's what I think of. Oh, Andy I think Cecily Strong's funny. What are you talking about? I don't... She shouldn't be on Best Supporting Comedy Actress. I'm sorry. Okay. <sighs> I mean, Kate McKinnon's on there. Like, You've nominated someone from Sound Live. That's all you need. Um, all right, so best limited series. 
is uh, Little Fires Everywhere, Mrs. America, which I tried to watch and couldn't get through. I haven't, I haven't done it yet. I watched, I watched the first three episodes, and the whole time I spent watching that show, I was Googling stuff that was happening because I didn't understand why people were doing what they were doing, and it wasn't explained. I was like, that's not a good show. I was talking to my stepmother about it because she, like, loved it. And I was like, I don't want to spend the whole hour looking shit up. Explain to me on the show so I know. Um, unbelievable. Got nominated. But Caitlin Deaver did not, I don't think. Dude. Yeah. No, Un- she didn't. Unorthodox, which I really liked. Thought that was good. HBO or Netflix. Did you see that? No. It's about this, uh, it's like four episodes where this girl, like, escapes uh, being Orthodox Jew. Okay. Uh, And then she escapes, and then they chase her down. It's pretty good. And Watchmen, HBO, we all know that. That was the best. So Watchmen was fucking awesome. So, like, my, you know, okay. So my my biggest problem with this one is, and you didn't watch this, is the plot against America not being nominated. That's bullshit. So good. (sighs) Could not get into that. It's too bad. And a lot to say about you and your people. I know. I tried to watch it. And it just wasn't interesting. Uh, There's two other categories that we'll talk about. Um, Best actor in a limited series. Jeremy Irons, Watchmen. Hugh Jackman, Bad Education. That should not be on here. Paul Meskel, Normal People. There's your show. Oh, it's a limited show. Okay. Jeremy Pope, Hollywood. That shows terrible. Oh, the fact that that got any nominations is just brutal. And Mark Ruffalo, I know this much is true, and he should be nominated and win hands down. Okay. The acting on that show is amazing. Uh, I mean, there's no one in that category that if they get, they should just shut down the Emmy or the TV Academy if he doesn't win. Okay. Um, well, you know, I'm on the... You didn't uh, watch that, right? You don't, you don't watch no. that. Well, I'm, and I'm, I, I got time for this because I'm going to be on the nominating committee for SAG TV Awards, so I'm getting all the shit sent to me. Nice. Yeah, nice. That's what I need. I don't have enough subscriptions to everything. And, you know, definitely watch uh, that show. It's good. I will. And then the, the last one we'll talk about, Best Actress in a Limited Series... Kate Blanchett, Mrs. America. Uh, Shira Haas, Unorthodox. Regina King, Watchmen. Octavia Spencer, Self Made. And Kerry Washington, Little Fires Everywhere. So Regina King's probably going to win that, right? Yeah, she's, she's so good in that freaking show. That show is so good. Um, there is one nomination I was really curious if you could just read, which is... Um, Guest appearance on a show. Special guest appearance. Jim Parsons got nominated for Hollywood. I know. A couple people did. I don't understand it. There was like, uh, yeah, a couple people. Dylan McDermott got nominated. And then there was some Watchmen. Everyone on Watchmen got nominated. Um, let's see. But please, do me, do me a favor and look at who got nominated for best guest appearance. Mail and just read it out loud. I don't have the full list. It doesn't have the. It doesn't have. All right. I just want to let you know that Brad Pitt got nominated. I saw that for Center Live. Yeah. 
He is in one scene for Fauci. three minutes in Saturday Night Live, and they nominated them. Um, I don't know. Look, I mean, look, I, I very pro bad pit, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> he didn't even play him from longer than as long as the sketch. He took all the makeup off and said thank you. <laughs> that's it. Emmy's just uh, want to show up. Yeah. Well, no one's showing up anymore. When is the Emmys? I don't know. I don't know when any of this stuff is. How's Big Little Lies still getting nominated? That show is terrible, too, this year. I don't know. Um, I, didn't, I didn't watch the second season. Oh. I'm looking for the date when it's August. Oh. September 20th. So there will definitely not be a... How It's going to be so weird for them to do a Zoom Emmy show. Yeah, well... They should just announce the winners. Like, I don't know. Just to, like, do the ceremony on a friggin' Zoom. It's like, just announce the winners and that's it. Um, did you see uh, Leslie Jones announcing... Some of this, it's pretty yeah. funny if you get to see it. She was good. Uh, she gets all caught up in it. And I saw Josh Gad did it too. And then I wanted to just ask you, do you think he says no to anything? No. That guy's everywhere. Um, I'm trying to see if they tell. Oh, here's the full list. All right. So we're looking at best guest host. Jesus, there's so many. I'm not even. Well, I just wanted you to see the Brad Pitt thing because he wasn't even a host. He was just on one scene. Weird. All right. So what? Uh, anything else? Uh, the last thing we were just gonna, you know, we're gonna break our streak of reviewing Taylor Swift records. Uh, for some reason, she's launched three albums since we started this podcast, and we've reviewed all three. And. Um, I haven't heard the really, I have. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to do a track-by-track track breakdown, but um, uh, I, I've never really think I've come away from any of those experiences thinking I really liked Taylor Swift's music, but uh, I don't think I'm supposed to like it, so that's fine. Um, I just know that I have a lot of people, well, a lot of people, the few conservative friends I have who post things on social media don't like her now. And they're using their voice to let people know. And it's pretty stupid. So, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm sorry that we couldn't give you guys the thorough review of folklore. We can, we can next week. Um, so there's a, for the anniversary of Back to the Future, there's a 4K version coming out box set and on the blu-ray like john crier there's some audition tapes like that of people that didn't get the role and john crier was on uh, social media today talking about how when he read the script the ending of back to the future was basically the scene in the new um uh Indiana Jones movie when the when he gets when they blow up. Remember when he goes to that village or the uh, housing and everybody's like gone 
and there's like it's basically a nuclear test site and he like goes into the refrigerator in in the original in Raiders of the Lost Ark no the new the Crystal Skull movie oh no I don't remember anything from and I worked on that movie and I don't remember anything from it um well anyway so he said that John Cryer was saying that the original ending was that they needed to break into like a nuclear site to get the plutonium and uh i guess like coca-cola like somehow combined with some whatever the plutonium like made the car go faster and so they needed to find a coke and uh and the plutonium for to react together or something i don't know you said it was like a mess um there was no clock tower nothing he said it was just like a lot different if you had seen if you remembered that scene it would have been a lot better because i guess they nobody's gonna remember that nobody nobody remembers that movie because people are trying to actively forget it for the rest of their lives yeah the only thing you remember is monkeys tgi monkeys well hopefully this new one's gonna be better um they're doing one last one before Harrison Ford kicks the bucket. <laughs> Speaking of kick the bucket, I saw a photo. I was watching um, a couple movies with uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what happened to this guy? And uh, I know what happened. He just retired. But So I Googled him, and, like, the picture of him now, like, you should Google Gene Hackman now and see what he looks like. It's like, he's just like a frail old man. That, uh... Yeah. Doesn't even look like him. That's tough. Yeah. Um, He's probably happy. He is fucking such a good actor, man. He's the best. I think he's the best actor. Like, you know... One of the best story... The best story about Gene Ackman was that he was roommates with Robert Duvall and... Dustin Hoffman, and they all tried out for the actors. They all got in the actor's studio, and he got kicked out because they said he wasn't trying. And because the way he acted, he just acted like you would normally act in a situation. They said that wasn't trying. He's like, no, that's exactly how you're supposed to fucking act. And that's why he's so awesome. Um, that's cool. Yeah, poor Gene Ackman. I love Crimson um, Tide. Crimson the the and usually give you did you see the one last thing I was gonna say I forgot about this um, you know there wasn't a lot of music stuff other than Taylor Swift but there was a versus battle of DMX and Snoop Dogg did you happen to catch it where they just played each other's I heard about it. I haven't seen or heard the it was awesome it was awesome so I'll have to check all, it out all of our favorites are coming back DMX Snoop Dogg Roy Jones Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Dude, why would Roy Jones do this? Why not? Because he's going to get... Fu- it, it's it, one first-round knockout. I mean, this guy's going to get freaking wrecked. Haven't we been... I, I, I think you're probably right, but haven't we been saying that about Tyson forever? Ever since he was supposed to come back after losing Bus Douglas, everyone's like, why would you fight this guy? And then Roy Jones is not even heavyweight. Okay. And, like, towards the end of his career, he was, like, getting knocked out by, like... I know. I know. Like, 
dudes that weren't even like on his level. Um, I know you and I, uh, we were we were in the Roy Jones corner for quite a long time. I know. He's going to get his ass kicked. Um, once Tyson does, you know, that kind of like barrage that he's been doing on his social medias, like Roy Jones will be like, I'm out. Did you see he was on the undercard? No. <laughs> There's a couple. They're, they're trying to set up all these weird fights. So one of the undercards is Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be worth the $100 fee for, you know, paper. When, when is this? September 12th. Okay. It's coming up. It's like the first weekend of, it's going to be a good weekend. First weekend yeah. after all, fucking Mike Tyson, Roy Jones. That's awesome. I mean, okay, yeah. Cool. I uh, I tried to get excited about it, and people at work were like, you are the worst already planning. I was like, yeah, I want to look. This is how I look forward to things. I 100% agree. I need things to look forward to. I'm going to be locked in my house for the next five weeks. I need something to look forward to at the end, you know? Yeah. The end, during it. I'm with you. I'm really curious to see the uh, just promo shit leading up to this Tyson fight. Because um, you know he's going to be putting on his, the act. That's going to be awesome. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Even, even though he's 53 years old. Yeah. Roy Jones is 51 and he's 53. Hmm. I still don't understand why Roy Jones was going to do this. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess we'll touch base. I'm sure we'll talk to each other later. Yes. All right. All right.